Max White, everyone. See something funny. That wasn't funny! I guess I'll just call it Max White Presents. I guess it's decent. Yeah, Max White Presents will work. And we're live at the Tender Trap. Uh, today's gonna be really cool. I have a very special guest. I uh, originally met her up in Seattle. And uh, now she's here in New York, but she lives in LA. Uh, please give it up, guys, for uh, Monica Nevy. How's it going, Monica? Hi, it's going great. Yeah, thanks well, for having me. Oh, thanks so much for coming through. It's pretty random that uh, you're in town <laughs> yeah, this week. So what brings you to New York? Uh, I am here for a festival, doing comedy. Yeah. Um, but I've never been. It's my first time. So ever in New York? Ever. Well, what do you think so far? It's, uh, I like it. Yeah. So many people were like, you're going to fall in love with it. It's going to be the best thing ever. And I'm kind of like, I get it. Like, it's not, I it, don't know. I just went to Chicago. And okay. that one, I was like, yes. Oh, you like Chicago? Yeah. Yeah, that's but a good here, one. I just, I probably haven't seen enough of it when I've only been here for like three days. Did you feel like it was overwhelming at first? Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's what I expected, I think. Yeah. But people tend to hype that. I mean, it is everything, but like you, people do hype it up a lot, and it's like with me, expectations become kind of like a challenge. You're like, you're gonna love it, like, will I? Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? So kind of. I think if you just saw this place randomly, like in your own kind of just way, it would, you know, be a little bit easier to kind of take in. That's yeah. how I felt because I was just like, did you when you flew in? Did you see the city? Yeah. What was it like? That oh. one, yeah. I was like, whoa. And then my friend, so he lives in Brooklyn, okay, and Williamsburg, and his rooftop. Yeah. Looks like you can see everything. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. And then you get in here and you're like, well, you can't really see anything. Everything's so fucking big. And I swear, I guess it's You can say whatever the okay, fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're in the back of a tender trap bar. <laughs> right, and yeah. uh, your swearing is the least of uh, the issues going on <laughs> in this place. Um, what is it? It's, did you kind of like, some people like describe it as like claustrophobic at first? Just because, you know, the buildings are kind of on top yeah. of you and everything like yeah. that. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, so LA is like spread out. Mm -hmm. That's why everybody drives. Yeah. There's a lot of people, but not in the same like. They're not all right next to each other like they yeah. are here. So there was a couple of times on the subway where it was like rush hour and you're like squeezing in. I was like, all right, I get. Yeah, get you it. definitely are like you know like butts to nuts with like a million people. <laughs> yeah. And then, you, then while you're doing it, you stare at a sign that says, like, sexual assault is still sexual assault on the subway. Right. Like, and you're like, Don't give anyone ideas. Yeah. It's oh, weird. Man. I overheard this, like, really creepy guy telling a younger creepy guy on the train once. He goes, <laughs> oh, man, we're too early. It's not brush hour yet. Oh, no. That's so sick. Because, like, this is, like, the hotbed of pervert. Pants with no yeah. He's just wearing umbro shorts. That's <laughs> <laughs> walking around flexing. And it's like, this is, like... It, Either there's like a crazy person in like everyone's town, but here it's like where they like uh, breed. They I mean, all it's, move too. Or yeah, something. it's yeah. Uh, just like a random day to day. Like I, actually, I saw you last night after doing the shows, and I got back to Brooklyn at like four in the morning, and I had like a just like a moment on the train where you're like, wow, that guy is probably five minutes away from masturbating. You can just tell <laughs> he's getting right. angsty, and you got <laughs> the dude just like rubbing his face but not like because it itches it's obviously a tick right. you know and you're just like oh man this is so weird and right. then but they're all here in new york and it doesn't seem like a kind place to be crazy like i would go south yeah right like i yeah like be the crazy guy yeah you know? oh that's funny people, yeah people, be the headliner yeah, don't be <laughs> right exactly i was just thinking you know everywhere i go that i'm like okay if i didn't do comedy why would i move here for sure you know and then you're like i don't think i would so maybe this is like the the big leagues for crazy guys too. Like they move here because it's like 
They were that's the, where all the best crazy people are, so I gotta go. They're the best crazy in their uh, respective towns, and right. now they're like, all right, Billy, the masturbating cheetah, <laughs> time to move up and uh, yeah. head on to New York and prove yourself to the real crazies. <laughs> but it's it's weird. I saw this like uh, so if you go out to like Mets games, which are like way out in, in way out in Queens, I was like riding the the seven train back, and I saw a guy get on that like. Uh, I'm not going to say the comic, but last night, remember that comic that has a joke about being homeless and no one knew if he was telling the truth or not? Yeah. But he looked like that. He was just like, <laughs> eh, like a little disheveled, you know right. what I mean? But I saw him get on and be kind of sleepy and normal, and then I, as he got closer to the city, like, I saw him, like, morph into crazy guy. It was like how people start their shits, you know what I mean? They have, like, alone time, and then they're like, okay, I'm a lawyer. Right, you know I'm I mean? work now. Yeah, yeah totally, yeah. and I saw it all happen. That's what it makes me think here, like, do those guys have off switches? Because... I'm sure there's there's a there's a there's variety. It's gotta be right. You gotta get like tired, too tired to be creepy. Yeah. <laughs> when you see those dudes that are like hitting themselves in the head repeatedly, that has to get exhausting. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's uh, it, it this seems like the top stage though for crazy people. <laughs> yeah. We. I mean, L. A. I've seen some pretty. Cra- there's a lot of homeless people. Yeah. In tents and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just no, like so- on the street just post it up yeah just on the sidewalk just at in least. a tent but they're not i don't know i had like hollywood boulevard yeah sucks totally like it's the worst yeah but that's where like a lot of tourists go so you get people that just can they want to bother you because you're on there and yeah. i'm always like i live here don't yeah i'm not a civilian <laughs> not damn it, for it. Yeah, exactly. have you seen or heard of that movie tangerine it was a few years ago and it's all shot in iphone 5 i've heard of it it's about like a transsexual prostitute we did a show at Hollywood Hotel in LA, and uh, Tangerine, the star of the show, was actually on Skid Row, right on the corner of where Hollywood Hotel was. Really? Like I got out of my out of Tamara's car, and I'm like, oh my god, that's that's Tangerine. That's the late. And she's like, hey baby, like all crazy. And I'm like, ah, I'm just a fan. And I like, scurried away. <laughs> and, and then there's just like the sad dog walking around, and you're just like, wow, this is not what you think of. Yeah. Uh, LA isn't all palm trees yeah, and uh, beaches. Not where the dreams are. Yeah, people forget that part is that it's it, LA's not on the water. No. Neither is Hollywood. Like they're at least 30 to 40 minutes away from the beach. Yeah. Santa Monica's great. Yeah, but that's not like you're not living in like this tropical. Like, I live in a desert. So yeah, live for in sure. The valley. Oh, you're in the valley. Yeah. And people are like, that's like saying you live in, like, like Jersey here. You're like, oh, you have to go in the valley. It's so hot down there. Yeah, exactly. It is a weird, like, it's only 20 minutes away from Hollywood, but when you get over the hills, it's like 12 degrees hotter. I it's, don't understand the science behind it. It's so weird. It's really weird. It's like, do you, like, LA wise, like, do you find yourself getting in, like, a, like, a, like a schedule? Like, are you getting into the flow of things out there? A little bit. Yeah. I don't know. I I need to be better about staying there. I'm on the road more than I should uh, be, I think. Yeah. But so it's like this adjustment period of like going back and being like, Okay, this is what I do now. So then I like make myself get up at a certain time and do you know, I write for a while and then go do shows or whatever. Uh, but if I don't do that then I just I'll just hang out and the sun makes it like yeah it's vacation Dude. Like all the time and you're like oh shit this is like my life <laughs> the last time i was out there i was out there for like almost two weeks and i totally went into vacation mode right. and I, it's like i have to go do you can't sit by the pool all day and drink you have to go right. do shows and then yeah i will say i've been drinking a lot more over here in new york than i do at home i think so Chicago's like the drunkest city I've ever yes. been to. I'm like, they're all alcoholics. Yeah, like, for all sure. All the time. Yeah. Which is, I mean, more power to you, I guess. Yeah. If you can still function. But it's kind of it's kind of similar here, not as much. But 
LA is so health kick, For whatever, sure. that like nobody's really drinking. They're doing cocaine, I'm sure. But Mass amounts. Yeah, but they're not yeah. like drinking all the time. And so now I'm on the road and I'm like, I've been drinking like every night. Like I need to stop. <laughs> so it's, it's weird how you have to pump the brakes because I'll leave here for three week sections too. And uh, I'll come back and I'm like, you're just a piece of shit. Right. Like, cause it's I'm exactly drinking. how I feel every time I get off the road. I'm and like, like oh, well, that's why like when you first got here, I was like sitting out like on the porch here uh, at the at tenor trap. And I was like, God, oh, just so nice out. I think I want to have some beers today. And then uh, normally, like, I haven't been doing that. I've been so busy lately, though. And then we get in here, I'm like, yeah, this is a good day to have beers. <laughs> well, like, yeah, that's fine. And this would be perfect, though. This is great. No, but it's weird because, like, you go to shows, too, and, like, if, if you're a comic in New York and you were able to pay your rent with drink tickets, like, you would be flossing. Because oh, that's yeah. how most of us get paid here, right. drink tickets. And it's like, ah. And that's the, like, I don't know. Some of them, some shows in L.A. are like that. But nobody, nobody's paying. Yeah. Like, you're not... You know, you go to L.A. because that's where all the TV stuff is. For sure. But nobody's paying you to do comedy. And even the big clubs didn't pay for a long time. And then there was, like, a strike. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so now they're like, okay, we'll pay you. But everything's, like, $17. Yeah. Like, weird-ass numbers. That's what the regulars are at us at the store. At yeah. the comedy store. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. like, 17 bucks it's or something so crazy weird. like that. Yeah, I think the weekend spots are different. But it's yeah. not... But you're getting, like, everybody you want to see in one lineup. For sure. Which I'm sure happens here also. Yeah. But those pe- there's no way they're going to pay what they would normally get anywhere else. Yeah. For each of those people, because there's so many of them. So I'm sure they're only getting, like, 50 bucks on a weekend, too. Like, it's just... That's how the spots at the cellar are here. Like, all those guys are still paid out. I think, and I'm not sure if it's, like, 50 or 100. I've seen both. I'm not sure how it works. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's weird because, like, when I first got here, I'm like, don't expect to get paid at all, whatever. But my third day here, I got paid. It was 20 bucks for a spot. I'm like, fuck yeah, yeah, you know? And then I was like, I'll get used to drink tickets, bud. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, uh, yeah, well, and it's, I don't know. So now, even when I travel or whatever, I, like, don't expect it. So then it's like a nice surprise. For sure. If you do get, if you're like, oh, 20 bucks, cool. I'll Sweet. Take it. Yeah. yeah. There's a, like some of the best shows in terms of pay I've done here are when they do like, uh, like they'll be like, hey, the comics came out. They're not being paid, but if anyone wants to donate anything, it's yeah. just like crazy how people that if they have a good time will, there's obviously money here. This is ground zero of great money. Maybe right. that's not a good word for it. That's a couple ground zero uh, for the financial world. Even worse. But um, <laughs> no, it seems like people will like pay for the entertainment. And I think too, it's nice for them not to be hijacked by like a two drink minimum. Yeah. Yeah, well, so. and it's here and LA, like, there's a fair chance you're going to see bad comedy like you would yeah. anywhere else. But there's also, like, the best comics in the world in these places. So there's sometimes where they're getting into a free show and you're still getting to see, you know, people with huge TV credits. For sure. Somebody wants to drop in or whatever. Hannibal dropped in on two of my shows in Chicago. That's amazing. Like, in a row. He, that, I, the same thing happened to me there. Like, he did a, a Cole at Cole's, Rebecca, like, Rebecca oh, and someone yeah, did you yeah, Cole's? Yeah, no, but I heard about it. It's so rad, but yeah. I went up and then... Um, um, he went, then Hannibal Burris went up, and then my friend Guido had to go after. Oh and uh, Guido uh, is like plagued by Hannibal Burris because he's like really like a big fan, and he, he can't keep his shit. He, like he, Guido lives in LA now, yeah. and he's totally fine around everybody. Like any night of the store, he'll be around whoever you know right. that's either. But for whatever reason, Hannibal's like his little his little guy or whatever though, and uh, Guido just bombs so miserably. And like, oh, people no. people are like they, they felt bad for him, but I was loving. It. So yeah, it was rush. weird. So, both times I did comedians you should know, and then the next night yeah. a show called Parlor Car. Okay, and they're both like great both shows. awesome. Yeah, for sure. Some great shows. Yeah. Um, 
so they had him go last both times. So okay. <laughs> and, uh, comedians, you should know, he just got there too late to like see me at parlor. Con. Yeah. He, the guy who was going before me, he's watching and like laughing, like, and I'm like, oh, I'm kind of nervous, right? And as soon as the guy on stage gets done, he just goes in the other room, like he just leaves, and I was like, all right, well, whatever, here we go. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. He, um, like, not to be stalkery, but he lives in this neighborhood, so you always kind of see him around bars. Oh yeah, I've heard that. He was yeah, there. so you'll see him, and then he has a show that he started at Knitting Factory here okay, on Sunday yeah. nights. That's like that was the first show I went to when I first moved here. That was like an indie show, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember going and like my, uh, my friends here were like, oh yeah, come stop by the show. And like you walk in and you're like, what? Packed out. He doesn't do it anymore because he's so busy. He's like his, uh, three right. friends from Chicago running now. Um, I can't remember their names, like Will or something. Um, but it's insane. Like how <clears throat> once you build a show like that, and especially if you build a career as well, yeah. like people come from all over to see Knitting Factory on Sunday nights. Yeah, it's like, well, it's, uh, um, and because it's a good show, you can keep getting really good people. So yeah. it's just this cycle of like, I don't, yeah, you know, having yeah. produced a show in Seattle with that kind of mentality, like, okay, we can get cool people to drop in, yeah. so then people will keep coming back. It is a process, but once they know it's there, then it's it's there. So. It's it's so cool. Like uh, he was just in um, Cal- like I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and then um, he uh, was just doing like that Hannibal Montana show, or whatever he's on there, and he just dropped into like one of my friends' open mic for like three minutes, and then left. Yeah, and I was like, and they did like an after party or some shit like that. Yeah. Like he's like known for just like dropping into like random shit, which I think is cool. I think that's amazing. Like I mean, if you have to do it, do it that way. Like build your own thing yeah. and then make money off the door deals and stuff just from the parties afterwards. Right. Like yeah, well then also like he doesn't have to do that like he you know what i mean he could not do extra shows ever if he wanted to but he likes stand-up which is always nice to see yeah you meet enough like, people that are like no, no no i just use this to get my tv show or whatever do you come across that in la a lot oh yeah that's yeah, weird you meet a lot of people there's some people who aren't like that okay but that started in stand-up they really loved it and then they got these other opportunities and they still do both like that's kind of i like that um, but there's plenty of people who do stand up there that only started because, <laughs> like, their acting agent was like, "All right, you got to do something else. Let's, let's, okay, stand up. Can you do that?" And it's not good, but they just want the right person to see them. That's so weird. I noticed there is like when you got the people that, well, for one, there was a guy lying about his age, and not just a few years. The dude was like, his neck looked like a ball sack. Like he was like high fifties. <laughs> But his joke was that he was born in 1983, which is one year younger than me. And I was like, wait a minute, like, no. <laughs> this is ridiculous. And then, I, 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 I don't know why, it was like, you can see like two hours of bad comedy, but one thing will like annoy you, you know what I mean? Right. And I, I, looked at my, I looked at my friend and I'm like, there's no fucking way this guy was born in 83. I don't know why it bothered me, but he's like, dude, a month ago, he said this joke, he was born in 79. Like, he's just, and <laughs> he then he talked to him. Well, he, like, looked like Ryan Seacrest, but he, ju- like, dressed like Justin Bieber, and I'll always remember this guy. Like, he just was, like, right. so sad. And then, like, afterwards, when he's like, oh, I'm an actor, and, like, just like you said, he's like, oh, I think stand-up's better, you know, it gets you loose for auditions, and you're like, fuck me. Right, you're like, God. Yeah. I have to wait in line with this dude. Exactly. I mean, it's the weirdest. Yeah. I mean, but uh, in the same sense, I don't know what I'm doing when it comes to like auditioning and acting. True. But they're like, oh yeah, you got to do that too, so that you know people so, know who you are. Whatever. So you get to do the payback. Are you doing that? Are you doing some acting out there? Um, I've done some stuff, but not like I'm not like let's look every day. What's open? What yeah. auditions? Can I? What's go? it? Some of my friends have like commercial agents and stuff. Oh, uh, okay. Like, I'm not there. 
Yeah, is it like enough? Backpage? Mm-hmm. No, Backstage. What's the what's the website for that here? Um, I think it's all over. I think it's Backstage. I don't know. I'm, but this is the worst plug. I, came know, I don't even know names I'm name dropping. It's fucking awful. There's a couple of them there. But I know a dude here, a comic, he would goes on that website like every day. He's like an acquaintance of mine, but he just was on like a regular on his show. And it's like a business TV show. It's all right. Beer's good. Um, he's a regular on a t- or a, he just was on a TV show for like one episode. And so he was like, oh, fuck it. I'll go out and do it. And they're filming the show. And apparently his job was to like walk across camera, like in the background of this office scene. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he had like wooden sole shoes on, like dress shoes, and he walks too loud and he got kicked off set. Yeah. He was like, the, the, the director is like, why are you walking so fucking loud? And I was like, oh, that's amazing. It's a weird, that's like probably the most stressful part to like, because yeah. you, they, you, they, you have no value to them at all. Oh, for sure. Like they just need a body. It doesn't have to be yours. Yeah. You know? So it's all, and they just call you like I've been in the background of some whatever, like independent film. Yeah. And they're like, all right, extra, get down. Like they don't even call your name or anything. They're just like, You're like you I'm a extra, person. kneel down. Okay. All right. Uh, that's so weird. Yeah. It's uh it's like living in this neighborhood in Greenpoint, it's cool because like they film a lot of television shows here. So just like walking to get coffee in the morning, you're gonna walk right through yeah. the biggest like shows being done. And then you realize like the back of like how many people it takes to like stand by a cup of coffee that gets poured for like the star and you're yeah. like there's so much money in it. There's that... so many people that just do, don't they do stuff, but yeah. not really. You know, like that's those are those are jobs. Yeah, I know. And then there's like the truck drivers like uh, that are union here. Like they'll make like uh, like over a thousand dollars in a day driving a truck that parks and sits all day. They'll eat craft services, and they're like, "Dude, good for you! You can't yeah. knock the hustle." Hell yeah. But then when like it's like you say like you wrote a television show and you put like your heart and soul into like every little nuance, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Oh, we don't have the money for it anymore." You're like, "What? Just cut yeah. Jimmy down, just, fucking yeah. coffee instead of cappuccino." You know? <laughs> exactly. like, but no, it's just the way it is here. It's all. What do you see like? Um, like you were talking about writing earlier too, like like waking up in the morning, scheduling, and not being like a piece of shit. What's your like writing process? Um, as far as like my stage stuff goes, it's very sporadic. Like okay. I'm super streaky, and I can't. It's not good quality jokes if I sit down and be like, okay, write a joke about this, or you know what I mean. So I do like morning pages. <laughs> like what's uh, that? It's from the book, The Artist's Way. Oh, wow. Uh, and what you do is basically, like, I have notebooks in my bed, which is probably not necessary, but that's just where they live. Yeah. And so as soon as I wake up, I try not to look at my phone or anything first. You just write a certain amount of pages, like two or three pages, right? And uh, it's just because you're supposed to be the closest to your subconscious then. Okay. Uh, and then I, I just write stuff in. Sometimes that turns into something. Sometimes it turns into, like I write a blog like once a week. Sometimes it turns into that. Sometimes it's just stuff, just me complaining, kind of getting shit out. Yeah. But then it like clears your head to do other stuff. And so I do that every day. Um, as just like a, like something has to happen. Something yeah. has to, for me to really write a good joke. So sometimes I'll just be like thinking about something completely different and while I'm writing that, something will come to me. Is it, do you find that you have to like sometimes take a step back though and like live life just to have new experience to oh, do that? Oh yeah, for sure. And I like, I'm a big, like I'll just write it down in my phone when it happens Same. and then think about it later yeah. or something. Um, probably 90% of like my good material 
has come from being in the shower where I'm just like not thinking about anything and relaxed and like do you find it hard though like while you're like shampooing your hair to like damn it I gotta get this idea into my phone before it turns into yeah, ether yeah for sure there's been a couple times where I'll write it on the shower door and I forget to erase it yeah um, so like Mike went in to take a shower one time and it just said hey Doug nobody likes you <laughs> and I was like well, it's not even his name, but, you know, it's yeah. just like, what the fuck does that mean? And, like, to you, you're just like, oh, this is it. It's, right, it's exactly. all that encompasses the it's idea. It's always something, like, that was about, like, a hypothetical office situation with, yeah. like, the racist guy. And that's what I wrote out of it. Like, that's <laughs> what I needed to remember. And it just, like, I don't know. So, yeah, but there's probably, I think I should be super famous if I could have remembered half the shit that I've thought of in the shower and been like, no, I lost it. It's like, so weird how that happens that way. And I always think that, like, if someone were to, like, if we were to die, you know, knock on wood, um, for like in an accident and someone went through our phone, like paramedics call it like, uh, what is it? Uh, a phone autopsy. They're looking for like in case emergency numbers. Right. And they just saw like the most fucking stupid ideas. Dude, well, to us make everything, especially if you've been drinking, I've noticed, like I'll write something and then I'll even explain it. I'll write like, you know, you know, XQRF or whatever the fuck, but then I'll explain like X is and Q is yeah. like just so I'm like drunk and I'm like, I don't remember this. And I'll wake up in the morning and I'll just try to read it. And I'm like, what? And then the timestamp will be like 4.32 AM. Yeah. You're like, just delete it. Yeah. Like this yeah. is. When I, like sometimes when I smoke pot, I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm thinking of good stuff. And then other times I'm like, this is amazing. This is perfect. <laughs> and then the next morning I'm like, why was that funny? It's not funny. Like, what that doesn't the, make sense. What the fuck? I thought that was the funniest thing ever the night before, but nope. Isn't it weird though how it, this happened to me recently and uh, I was with like a girl I was seeing at the time here and uh, like, we were like, like things were heating up, right? Like you were in her bedroom or whatever hanging out. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> but I thought of an idea and I couldn't get my mind off it for like 25 seconds. And I'm like, listen, I just didn't think I'm a dick, but deal with it. <laughs> like, and I just got up and I've totally gotten in trouble for like texting yeah. while in bed, but it's definitely me just like writing something down, Yeah, which just... usually ends up being about the sex or something. Yeah. What's going it's on? It's just as offensive as texting somebody else. But, uh, but yeah, cause I'm like, do I can't forget this like, this is so good and I'll <laughs> that's just mean for me to say but I'm not going to talk to you in a month <laughs> like, exactly. like, I'm taking this story this on joke's the got two years yeah. hey you and I yeah. nah, those cappuccinos I bought you this will pay for that yes. probably not but I would like to think that do you see that like uh do you get that like dating wise because you're a comic here? It's like, uh, or like in LA. Here, I know it's particular. Everybody's like, how do you Tinder? How do you do Bumble? I'm, I'm really busy, but like, I noticed that if I'm really slacking, it's when my like uh, dating goes up because yeah. I'm like, ah, I want to like, meet yeah. some people, hang out though. But I'm very upfront. I'm like, I go to work every day at 5 p.m. in the form of going to mics, and I have shows until 1 a.m. every night. Right. And I'm always like, hey, but unlike other assholes that text you at 2 in the morning, I'm not going to be like wasted and coked up. I'll just be done right, with I'm work. Just done working. Do yeah. you have that? Like, do you have to manage expectations with people you date? Yeah, it doesn't work very well. Oh, okay. I've never really had it work, actually. But it's, um, I think I attract a very sensitive guy. Oh, know. wow. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, it's always surprising to me, too. Not in like, like, like physically you wouldn't be like, oh, that guy's like yeah. hipster or whatever. Like I like rugged men. But <laughs> for some reason, I'm always expecting them to be like, you know, there's like this stereotype of guys that are like, oh, yeah, do yeah, whatever. We could just hang out and have fun yeah. and nothing serious. But very quickly. They catch feelings. They want it. Yeah, yeah, They oh. want it to be serious. And I'm just, I'm always upfront about it. I'm like, look, this is what my lifestyle is like. Like I'm gone a lot. I work at night. 
you know, that kind of thing. I hang out with weird people. For sure. You know, like yeah. all this stuff. And they're like, no, 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 I, I get it. Like, I just want to be a part of it, that kind of thing. And then, like, two weeks later, they're like, we don't hang out enough. Like, oh. it's, yeah, it's happened, like, a lot of times. And I, I basically have just given up. Yeah. I think, there's, I think there's something to the idea that, like, guys are like, yeah, I just want a girl who's, like, a fuck buddy. Like, I want a girl yeah. who's just down to, like, bang and hang out and that's it. And then you find that girl and then you're like, I have to marry her. Like she's, you're like, she's the kind of girl that would do that, so I need to marry her. So then it doesn't, and then the girl's like, no, 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 I said I just want to have fun. No, I like that you're like, you're just like, no, I'm the fuck buddy. But then they're like, they, they gotta go, they can't. Right, like if she's cool enough to just like be a fuck buddy, he's like, well, now I want to be with her. Like, it's Do just you get this text? And like, I just had this conversation with somebody, like a text that goes like, can we talk? Do you ever get that? Oh, yeah. And I fucking hate it. Like, <laughs> I, my, my anxiety goes through the roof. I'm not even an anxious person, but I'm like, oh, I have, like, flashbacks know, to college girlfriends. So then a lot of times I'll go, no. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. but most of it, because then they'll be like, okay, well, maybe later can we talk about this or something? And I'm like, what is it about? Like, is it bad? What, what's happening? That's I say that all the time. Verbatim. I'm like, bad? well, and then, like, I'll, like, no, no, it's fine. Just look. We just need to talk. And I'm like, and I'll call. I'm like, yo, what, like, yeah. are you pregnant? Like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> And uh, it's always, it's not that though. It's like, well, I just think we need to have a, like a label. And it's like, wait, what? We talk, we do have a label. Why Friends. Are you this? Yeah. yeah. Like, ah, uh, we work so hard to be nothing. Right. <laughs> like, ah. Just go with it. I don't know. It's a weird thing. I think, especially dating civilians that are like non comic related, yeah. they don't understand that like you can't not be around you, you, you have to like a spot like at, this just happened too at like one in the morning i got a text like hey do you want to come to the spot i want my friendship i'm like fuck yes i'm leaving like close right. back on i'm out like you know and they're <laughs> yeah. like and the, at first i think it's cute they're like oh you're chasing your dream you're in new york this is great and all but I, that that veneer wears off very quick i, I think. that shit so much where they're like i think that's awesome like you're actually doing what you want to do kind of thing and i'm like maybe you don't understand why a lot of people don't do that <laughs> like True. it's a lot of work you're busy all the time you're doing this thing you're sacrificing everything else pretty much yeah to do this one thing and so from a distance that sounds magical <laughs> but sure. when you're involved in it then you're like oh fuck yeah at like one in the morning <laughs> when it's snowing and you're like getting out of snuggle time you're gone all the time and you're kind of a dick sometimes yeah it, it makes me well, do you find it, the more, like, and I'm relatively new to comedy, but the more I do comedy, the less I want to be around crowds of people. Are you, do you, oh, yeah. you experience in that? Like, yeah. I, and I've always been a social person, and I'm not antisocial, I'm not an introvert, but I just noticed that, like, when I go meet people, friends, or, you know, people I'm hanging out with, like, I don't want to be somewhere crowded. Yeah, I'm way more into, like, let's go hang out at your apartment and, like, have a couple people over and just chill Yeah. than I am, like... Because literally we work in bars every night. I know. I don't want to go to a bar. I just want to hang out. I'm old, I feel like, at this point. You're like, mm, I just want to go to bed. Yeah, like, for sure. When you're not doing a show that's like your day off. Yeah. But that's when everybody's like done with work or whatever. And you're like, I'd rather be a normal person for like one night that just goes home and like makes dinner or something. For sure. <laughs> like, yeah, I definitely. Can you turn it off? Like, because like, obviously you're not like an observational comedian, like in the true sense of the word. I don't think anybody right. is anymore. No. But um, like, do you notice that if you, if you do go to one of those places that is crowded, like, can you turn off your like hating? Like not hating, but just like, oh, this sucks. Your judgment. Um, yeah. Sometimes. Okay. Like depending on, I don't know. I mean, the crazier it is, the crazier busy it is, the yeah. worse. But I can still... 
think I can still be normal. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm good at, like, hiding it, but, like, deep down, I'm just like, oh, this fucking finance guy. Like, dude, I don't, I just don't, I know you're doing blow in the bathroom and nobody cares. Right. Like, uh, you just, I don't know. I, I'm really good at being around people. Like, <laughs> I'm so good at it. No, <laughs> and I enjoy meeting new people, but some nights here, I'm just so tired, and I'm just like, dude, I just want to kick it. Like, Yeah, I'm just more of, like, a... I like meeting new people in like a, I'll sit next to you at the bar and chat and get to know. Okay. And I'm so interested in other people's lives. For sure. Like the normal sees of it. And when you're just like, do I want any of that? You know, like that kind of like, okay, you get up and you go to work and you come home and then what, what happens? Yeah. <laughs> you know? then... Like I'm very interested in all that. And so, but if you're in just like a big group of people and they're either... When you're a comedian, people want to tell other people that all the time. Yeah. So then they ask you a million questions, and you're just like not getting to know anyone else, and just like, okay, well, this wasn't. Yeah, it's not an interview it. for you. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then you get like the, oh, my friend does comedy, and you're like, sweet, he's way better than me. Can we move on? Like, yeah, I don't. I, I get don't. it. Yeah, like I, I understand yeah, that he did an open people. mic in college. Right. What's it? It, it's weird though. It, it seems like. Like, where does the road end in terms of, like, if, I, like, if I'm not liking crowded places now, and then you'll see people in town here that have been in comics, like, like huge name comics for 30 years, and they still look, when they walk into places, they're just like, give me the fuck out of right. here. Do you ever worry about that? Um, I don't know. I, uh, I feel like in L.A. there's a lot of good examples of people who still work really hard and have been doing it for, like, 30 years, but they're just kind of like... They can be as nice as they need to be when they're there. But okay. as soon as it's over, they're like, nope, okay, I'm going home. I got, like, normal person shit to do. I, I think a husband or whatever. I think that that's probably where you find the sanity in this. It's probably just, like, your schedules. I think it makes you funnier, too, when you can separate yourself from it at times. And, like, I've never been really, like, a I want a family and house and settle down type of person. But there's just the comfort and relaxation that I associate with that has very recently been like, maybe I should just get a husband. I don't know. Uh, like, it's, you know, grab one. Like, oh, maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Just take one of you. No, but yeah, like it's, and it's probably because this last year, like I've been all over the place. That's like, I haven't had a day job and just traveling a lot and stuff. And so I think I'm just relating that to like, you know, my parents, like, they just come home from work and they get to relax at night and they kind of have their own other hobbies and stuff. And I'm like, that does sound cool. No, you know, no. But they can plan trips, like, eight months in advance. Exactly. Like yeah. normal. And they don't have to try and, like, get booked on shows when they're <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> no, that's, uh, you can just, um, I was, like, talking to, like, a friend last night, actually, and uh, she was like, I have a girl on this, like, wedding. You should come. Like, I have a plus one. And I'm like, awesome. When is it? And then uh, she was, like, saying it's around Christmas time and I'm, I'll be in Florida and, like, I'm like, I gotta do shows, yeah. and then she's like, "Well, is there any shows where we're going?" I'm like, "I don't think so." And then I, I don't want to look, like, because if there yeah, is, I'm gonna no, go I'm there gonna and be like, yeah. be like, ah, oh, just you know. And I, I mean, I love what I do, and I'm you know still new to it, so it's definitely still a lot of fun. But I think people, we don't have a, defi- a definition of success. Like, we're not. There's no promotion. You and know there's I mean? no real end to it. I feel like exactly. Like, even the most successful people now are like, okay, what else can I do? Let me kind of get it in this different way and. You're always trying to get better no matter what, which I think is a fun part of it, too. Yeah. But it isn't, you're right, like, you can't just, like, okay, I'm the CEO now or whatever. Yeah. There's there's, really no end to it. Yeah, there's no, like, performance review other than people being, like, you fucking suck. Right. Or Or if you can fucking 
maintain your lifestyle. You yeah. Know, that's good. Like, yeah, like, you know. oh, I can afford coffee and green juice. Sweet yeah, week, yeah, you know? Right. It's, uh, <laughs> exactly. That's weird because I think for people, like you were saying, like, it, it does sound magical in a sense, the civilians, so I like, don't know what's going on, but when we don't have a place to put ourselves, because it's so mental. One day you could be just like, oh, strong set, like everything was good, and yeah. the next day you're not getting emails returned, and you're like, I'm a piece of shit. Right. Like, I fucking okay. suck. I mean, last night was an amazing example of me just losing my mind yeah. about, you know, I just felt it was terrible. Like, yeah. I just felt it was terrible, and then everything was fine, or, like, there's other good stuff going on, but you're, like, just thinking about, like, yeah. this dumb five-minute set that I had. Like, it's, I think, just in general... I don't know if it's the personality type or doing this makes you more neurotic than other people, but you're thinking about it all the time because that's when you're writing, that's when you're thinking of new stuff, that's when, like, my phone is on all the time because people could email me or res respond to shit or whatever. Um, so you have to, like, you're always thinking about it. There's no real off time like other jobs. I no, think. it's like we're the only two people that are on call in this town are like doctors and like comics right. that like, get paid and treat tickets. <laughs> exactly. And it's just like at any moment you can get something. And Yeah, well, and you, I don't, I think, well, I guess I've never been a doctor, but. Uh, <laughs> oh, it wasn't, you, it wasn't too hard. You want to do it, you know, like people are like, hey, do you want to come do this spot? Like you said, and you're like, yeah, it's 1 a.m., I'll come do it. But when a doctor, no one's texting the doctor like, hey, do you want to, we had a dropout, do you want to come do this <laughs> surgery, you know? Hey, there's no, this like a four-year-old in a car accident, and uh, they, they bumped the other doctor. <laughs> yeah, you want to roll right, through? Yeah. Yeah. Give me some extra time. Yeah. Well, yeah. Is it weird? Do you have, like, in your mind, I'm not asking specifics, but, like, do you have a definition of success for you, though? Like, like an end goal? Or is it, um, is it just, does it change a lot? Um, I think it changes sometimes. When I first started, I just wanted this to be the only thing that I did. Okay. Um, Where you're at now. Currently, yes. Yeah, that's good. It's going to no, awesome. last forever. But um, now it's really, like, a stability thing, and... Um, uh, just diversifying what I'm doing, I think. But, yeah. you know, you write other stuff and yeah. that kind of thing. Um, and then just to, like, now I travel a lot, but it is, like, I'm doing it all. I, you know, staying on couches and that type of stuff. I would just love there to be some type of comfort and stability in what I'm doing yeah. now. So, which is a process. And I feel like everywhere I've traveled, I can go back to and, like, do a better job than yeah. I did the first time, which is nice. But it's... Uh, yeah, I would. So I guess just being a little bit more stable, yeah. <laughs> especially financially, and then adding something else. So writing or, you know, I don't know. I mean, I have the podcast, but that's we've had it for two years. Like, I'm kind of ready for something else, too, yeah. you know. So it's, uh, it's one of those things you don't really know until you start. You know, when I started stand-up, I was like, I like stand-up, I'm going to do. Yeah. Which is true. I'll never stop doing stand-up, but... Um, as you go, you're like, oh, okay, I've learned these new things that I'm good at for some reason, like different types of shows that like make you write stuff or whatever. And you're like, oh, that's way better than I thought I would have been at that, you know? So then you're like, okay, well, maybe I should be trying different stuff as far as like writing and whatnot goes. Do you ever find out that like, uh, things that like you'll just wake up and you'll get an like idea in your head and then by noon it's become like a full plan? Yeah. And that's, it's, it's great. This is the only thing I've ever done where like I was in Chicago doing shows and then I had a thing I had to do in LA but it was supposed to be like three weeks out and then at 11 p.m. I landed in LA that night and I'm like this is a fucking crazy world and it's just crazy. like you're like it's the only other thing I can think of and then in New York like you could just be 
I mean, you can be like, like I'm just do open mics today and like work on new stuff. And next thing you know, you're doing a show and like, the, like one of your favorite comics, not just like here, but like a guy you grew up watching on TV comes on and you're like, right. that has to do something to you like psychologically yeah. in terms of like <laughs> adrenaline and yeah. like the down. Like, yeah. is it, and, and just the moments of like, of just nerves and like, it's not, you're not nervous because you know what you do, right. but just like the real world nerves of like the, the whatever's going I just had one happen here where uh, there's a club here and then uh, uh, a guy met he's like hey can you come do a, two spots and I said absolutely I'd love to as I'm walking I've never been to this club before the manager comes she goes oh it's really cool we, uh, we didn't know you're a family friendly comic and I'm like what the fuck she's walking me to the green room I go up in 10 minutes and I'm like this is one of those moments you know and you're like and so uh, and I was like you know I could just be like I'm not a family friendly comic, thanks and leave, but I'm like, no, I think in like right. two months when I'm talking to Monica, this will be worth talking about. <laughs> but uh, I just started going through my notes and I'm like, nope, 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 yep. nope, nope. And then I ended up doing like 20 minutes on the two show in like 10 minutes each spot. And like, it was all right. Like I made it through, but it was like the biggest victory, but it was so scandalous because I was completely lying. I should have been up front in a normal Midwest sense. I should have been like, I'm not that though, right. but I'm like, it's fucking New York. Like I'm going to rise like yeah. to the occasion. You got, you know? I mean, I've had so many scenarios like that where you're just like, okay, here we go. Yeah. Like you just kind of got to jump in and it's, it goes fine. Like yeah. Every time it's going to go fine, but it's, it is scary where you're like, I don't know if I no doubt, no. and, and normally I'm like not, you know, for people that like aren't comics that listen to this, uh, it's weird because you're like, 10 minutes, that's not long, 10 minutes is a long time, especially if you're doing things you've never done, like, right. one of the bits I did was like the first one I ever wrote, I was like going through my notes, and I'm like, oh, fuck it, we'll just do this one, and right. then it all lacks like kind of the horse, but I'm not even like a big fuck comic, like I'm not saying it all the time, but just the content matter. I mean, there was kids in the crowd. Like, yeah. you know, you're just like, yeah, which oh, is, shit. That's really hard. I've done, I've done like a middle school fundraiser or something before. And wow. And one, the booker told me it was um, high school. Yeah. And it wasn't. And so like half the audience is like 13. Jeez. And then the other half is their parents. So it's not even that you're like trying to be clean. You're trying to find something relevant to either both of these groups, or you gotta go one at a time and be like, this one, all right. I did that, I was like, parents, take a break. Yes, you guys know <laughs> this when this happens, right, yeah, exactly. You have to be, it's like so hard to be like a Pixar movie where there's like subplots for the adults that watch the movies <laughs> yeah, to, to like it. it like, yeah, funny, yeah. That blew my mind when I read about that, how Pixar does the double like uh, plots mm -hmm. because they're like, these fucking parents are but just so can, bored. Yeah, you can tell though, kind of when you go back to stuff you used to watch when you were younger yeah. or, or if you watch any of the new ones now, you're like, I, I get it. They don't know what the hell this part is, but this is funny. Yeah, it's knows. like that's that that's such a weird when you see like art like that, or even like in a Disney sense, yeah, like how next level that is in terms of just like we're not just gonna make a movie for kids. We're gonna make it for like all encompassing the people that bring the kids to it. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's like it's like the same capacity of what we do essentially because like, like you said you want to try to make everybody happy right but think of all like the bomb cartoons like the ones that didn't do well that came out yeah. probably just like I mean it's the same it's the same thing as like you thinking of something and you're like yeah this will work and then you're like no it doesn't it's not it work. work at all like the second you just say it out loud you're like oh please get those words back in my mouth right. it's so bad <laughs> yeah and you're like well I'm never doing that when it yeah. comes because like some of them you're like oh maybe if I change this or this was it got a little bit, but then there's things that you're like, oh, okay, yeah, never got it. Never, <laughs> never got doing it. that one again. So what's going on for, like, LA-wise? Did you see yourself there for a long time? 
Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I would, I would hate to stay there forever, but I, it's such a, I'm sure it's like us here, but it's such a game of like, hey, I'm here, I'm still here, like, yeah. I'm good at this, here, 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 because if you're, if you're not, then they go, they forget who you are. Totally. And those other things I would like to develop, that's kind of the place where they're going to be relevant. Okay. So then you're around the people who are already good at it. So that I, I can see, I would love to have a successful enough career that I don't need to stay there. Um, it's fun. I like LA, but it's not like it's not where I want to live. Yeah. If I could pick anywhere to live, it would. That's not even in the top. If, 10, if money know. wasn't as like essential, where would you go? You can still do comedy, but you just travel for it. Where would you live? You think? I don't. I mean, so I lived in Seattle like my whole life. Yeah. Until this last year. And I love it. And I do think that at some point I will go back there. Okay. But I would like, you know, if I was just picking like, oh, I want to live somewhere like warm, like I'd rather live in San Diego than I would in LA. Okay. You know, or, but like going to Chicago, Chicago is great. Yeah, that's all. I love the South. Like I love Memphis. It's like my favorite city. I would totally live in Memphis. Have you done shows down there? Yeah. So good. It's so, I love the South. Like I don't. I don't know. It's so fun. Other it's than just the a different, yeah. Other than the obvious about right. the south, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's uh, I just like last summer I drove up from Miami and then did like some shows and I did like the civil rights route. I went like Selma, Birmingham, Montgomery. I'd never been there. I'd never yeah. even seen a cotton field. <laughs> and I went to like the Muscle Shoals recording studios just to like check them out. Yeah. And uh, it's beautiful out, right? It's like I know so, exactly what you're saying. I just like the in the. In the cities, the farther out you get is when it gets weird. Yeah, but, you like Google the city and you're like, oh, they invented the cross burning. Right, this exactly. is uh, like, wow. Awesome. No, but when you're in the cities, like just how people are is fucking awesome. Like I'm from Seattle. Seattle freeze is a thing. Everyone's very passive aggressive but insecure. So yeah. they just need to prove that they're better than you like all the time. Okay. In the South, everything's a little bit slower and everyone's a little bit nicer. Like just because it's a like it's calm. Like, I don't know, Seattle's so big business, and I, you know how, how it is in any yeah, I made, city. Yeah, I, I think I did when I did your show. Was that the, your Atlas, the show yeah, yeah, there? Yeah, when, yeah. Like, I learned that Amazon's the devil. Yeah, Because Amazon they just fucked huge. that whole area down there. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so they all moved into one area. It's yeah. like Amazon, Expedia, Facebook, like all these huge companies are in the same, and they actually, the same spot. And they, like, blocked the water, because my cousins live in Wallingford, yeah. Yeah. and that's oh, where yeah, I was yeah, staying yeah. there. And, like... Yeah. They're like, oh, our house used to be like, you know, whatever. And I mean, it's still nice, but then the views are obstructed now. Right. And it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. So, um, like, it's a weird place, but, and I'm from like 20 minutes south. Okay. Little, there's a, less money there. People are a little bit more normal yeah. or whatever. Like, they work harder, I guess. But the south is like, <laughs> you know, like, I walked into this bar and this guy was like, oh, hey, how you guys doing? And we're like, oh, good. Like, should we sit anywhere? And he goes, oh, I don't work here. I was just, <laughs> he just like wanted to check in on us and I was like fucking love the South man it's just like I don't know everybody's just chill the more I do this and the more I realize that my life is weird compared to like other people yeah um, the more I want to like value the time that I have okay and I feel like when you're in a big city that's like very business oriented I think people forget that part of it and that's why I like like the South, like they're just like enjoying stuff. Like I feel like people in Seattle don't often just enjoy stuff. And like in the South, they like build porches to watch sunsets. Right. And like, like they're dead in serious. This, they spend, I have a whole bit about how they like spend 
time together and like they get together more yeah and, like i love that shit my friends <laughs> hate it but i like my birthday when i'm home is just like as many of my friends as I can get in oh, one cool. place. So there's like a hundred people. Did you just all these different types of people just in one place? Because I like, I like that. I like gatherings. Yeah. Did you grow up with a family that did like big things like that? Not all the time. Okay. We started to a little bit later, and but we have so much. Like I have, a, I have a cool family, okay. which is lucky. But um, we started to a little bit more, and then we were all like, "Oh, this is fun. Why don't we do this more?" You know. Yeah. So now we go on a week long vacation every year cool. together, right on this lake, and like it's. That stuff is what I like live for. Is you're like okay, we get to relax with these people who are awesome and have fun and just like not really worry about stuff. And I, I don't know. I feel like when you're in that working job type, and I do it with what we do too, where I'm like, I'm not doing enough. I need to be working on this next thing, and I'm yeah. just thinking about this next thing. And I then you forget to kind of slow down and be like, oh, I can just enjoy something. Are, are you from a big family? Um, no. Not my, no. My mom's side has a lot more people on it, okay. but they're like other side of the mountain, super racist. We don't talk to them very much. <laughs> my dad's side. We have that in my family, but the mountain's called Detroit. My dad's side is like, it's him and his brother, okay. and then they have wives and kids, and then my grandparents. That's okay. pretty much it. So. Do you find yourself fans of big families? I like being a part of, like, from dating someone. Yeah. And you go and you're like, oh, this is different. This is fun. Like, I, I do really like that. I found it, this is so sad to say, but, like, my like long-term girlfriend I had, I think it was harder to break up with her family than it was with her, to be totally honest. Because, like, I'm still friends with her dad, and I know it's wrong, but he's so fucking cool. Right. And, like, you go to, like, these, like, big family dinners and I like I'm an only child and so like we just never had that there's right. no photos on the wall where I grew up like it's just not it's very like just yeah minimalist you know what I mean in that yeah. sense but you go there and they'll have like big fucking fights you know what I mean yeah. but then everyone comes to dinner yeah. and it's yeah so my my grandma's sister has six kids wow and then they all have at least three so there's like <laughs> just a fuck ton of people over there but when we go and visit them it, it, that's what it is. Like, yeah. It's just a huge, like, you're having a party, but it's just your family. Like, that's it. And then there's just too many people. She was, uh, my grandma's sister was sitting across the table from me when we were all having, like, a spaghetti dinner. And she's like, I went and got my grandma a plate because there was too many people in the kitchen. I went to do it for her. And she's like, what? How did how did that happen? And I was like, there's too many people over there. And she goes, there is a lot of people here. And I go... <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> you like, are the breeder. Right. Yeah, yeah like, that's right. amazing. Right. It's I like I I love every bit about it. Like even if like you know you're the oddball out, like you know like you're you're not part of the family, but you're part of the family. Yeah. But then you got like the drunk grandma that likes you because exactly. she's saying shit on the slide yeah. and it's just stuff. That's the most fun part. Like if you have a big family like that, you can get everything you need from that one experience you know what I mean because yeah. they're like here's the drunk one here's the religious one here's you know what I mean and then they like talk shit about each other for sure like secretly to you and yeah. you're like getting this gossip and like this whole like we love it because we're very we very small so we all know everything about yeah. each other and stuff but there's not a whole lot of gossiping going around but then me and my dad are just like loving that they come over and they're like oh Connie's drunk again or whatever yeah you know? like, like, <laughs> just, I just remember going weird. to like this uh, one girl I was seeing and like uh, her grandma was like really racist and like abrasive and uh, she they 
she would just get drunk and then they're like oh granny's had too many and they're like oh we'll take care of her and next thing you know she's like falls asleep in her chair they like put sleeping pills in her drink they essentially roofied the Holy grandma shit. and it's like i think that's what they do every year they're, they're like, like grandma's gonna get out of control yeah they to go to bed. sprinkle the drugs in there and that's they did hilarious. it all and i was like also what? Crazy, yeah totally crazy yeah. but then like an hour later they're talking about like who's financially fucked because they did so whatever though and you're just like Yes, I'll have another beer. This exactly. is incredible. I love I know. everything about it. I'm always staying up like super late because whoever is still awake telling me shit, I'm like, yes, let's talk. Well, because they have so many more people. Yeah. And like, I have to, I love them. Every time I'm in, they live in Minnesota and Denver, like, okay. all these different places. If I'm traveling there, I stay with them or go. Like, we're close enough for sure, but not enough to be like, I have to be like, all right, whose kid is this? And then like, where did these little babies come from? Like, I can't keep track of <laughs> yeah, who anybody like, is. Yeah, you plot it all out. Yeah, and then be like, oh, but wait, we don't, we don't talk to this one anymore? And they're like, oh yeah, here's what happened with that. You know, like, yeah, it's, it's like all that, and you're like, tell me everything. I want to know it all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm always blown away because I thought that like, like the, the there's family in my life that like, we're just cut off when I was younger. Like, I didn't have anything to do with it. I just uphold the, the exile basically. Right, like, yeah. I just don't, I don't think about them. Yeah. But then there's people that I, Maybe the majority? I mean, I could be wrong, I don't know. But it just seems like there's a lot of people that never did that. They're just like, oh, that's just the fuck up. And he will always have a place to eat. And, like, he's yeah. always here. Yeah, that's how... So my mom has a sister who's a heroin addict, like, okay. 14 until she passed away this year, 62. Which is crazy yeah. to be able to live that long yeah. and, like, actively be a drug addict. But my mom never cut her out like she always took care of her and it was her older sister and she always felt like she had to take care of her but like we would we stopped going in her house like when we would visit her yeah like we would she'd be like okay we're here and then they would come outside wow. and we would like sit in chairs and talk outside she always made me really uncomfortable because i was like she's a nice lady she loves people but she's there's she's a drug addict yeah like it's, for sure. it, it's controlling it's always controlled her life yeah and so i like always kind of felt uncomfortable but my mom never, she just always took care of her. Didn't, like when she called me this year and was like, hey, they found Aunt Vicky in the, her apartment. Um, she's, she died. And I go, okay. I was like, are you okay? And she just, not crying, she just goes, unfortunately, like I've been waiting my yeah. whole life to get this phone call. So it was just, but how, I don't know, my mom's like a saint, but how, do you not just be like, all right, you need to go figure out something different because I'm tired of helping you? Yeah. You're just like, yeah, that's my, that's my well, drug addict band. Like, I don't know. My, like, I, I have like a long history in my family of like alcoholism. And so like I was like an enabler to my dad for a long time. I definitely still am for sure because I'll never like cut my dad off or except my dad. You know what right, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I saw my family cut off a lot of other people and I'm just... It may work for certain people, but I just not how I, I don't have a lot of family, so I want to keep it around. Right. But I'm like a textbook enabler, like so enable, like all right, all right, asshole, just don't go driving. You know what I mean? Right. Like, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's I used to get really angry about it, and then I think one of the reasons I started doing comedy was to kind of deal with it, like a dam broke. Yeah. And I noticed that like when I do it, people are like, "Oh, you're you're enabling." I'm like, "That's ah, fucking easy to say from your couch when you're not dealing with it." Like yeah. I, I I identify with your mom in that sense because you're like, and I just times where I, when I get that phone call eventually like it's yeah. gonna be super sad but then I'm gonna be like oh it was always coming you know what I mean yeah. it's uh that's a weird thing how the human mind can kind of like wrap itself around there and, and who's the dick that invented the word enabling like yeah, it's, yeah. well it's and I don't I don't think there's anything like obviously you want them to be better but yeah there's nothing wrong with you being like well I'm gonna preserve this relationship regardless I'm still gonna try to help them yeah. but it's not you, there's no bad intention in acts 
accidentally being an enabler. Like it just yeah, and you're I, just actually probably trying to be supportive or just have a relationship. And sometimes I well, I always like look back and like it's kind of selfish, but I always think like oh they do it for me type thing. You yeah, know what I mean? and there's like no question because I used to be like a troublemaker when I was a kid, and like they would always. I always had bail money, you know what I mean? And I was like a white belt criminal, like nothing crazy. Right. But like, um, it, I always thought that. Like, I'm like, like, I would fuck up and like, I remember vividly my dad being like, way to go, dumbass. Like, yeah, of course you're grounded and can't do sports for whatever though. Like, right. you know, or him like finding beer in the back of my car and just giving it to his friend and being like, oh, there you go. That's what you get for my son drinking his words beaver piss because it's like Miller Lite. Right. But uh, I remember like, like that vividly of my, and then being like, okay, and I, I just, now the tables are turned. And maybe, maybe you, I think a lot of the enabling thing is like the embarrassment of it. You don't want to take a parental role over someone that is your parent. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah. in the sense of it, we're all just adults. And yeah. so you want those people to be better. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, like, and, and they did a good enough job with you. So you're able to, to know what is happening and know if you do need to step into like, that role yeah or whatever it's like, like a long con it's a weird, like, yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> he knows that it's if like, he's like i'm gonna make this a cool kid so that when i'm fucked up later yeah. he can take care of me yeah he's like i'm gonna be so nice to you that uh, you're gonna talk about the podcast later and then take care of me yeah. and provide a place yeah it's that's really uh, great damn dad you gained the system i don't know that's you weird what he was though. doing the whole time do you um and like we'll uh, we'll start wrapping up here but it's been fun um yeah. do you see like I want to ask every comic that comes through this, so like one piece of advice that you'd give to like a new comic starting out that isn't more stage time. That's the default. <laughs> like right. it's the new thing. Um, I would say skip the middle part of trying to write for other people. You should always. You, I think you start comedy with like. You don't have any background, so you're like, okay, I'm gonna write about this stuff because that's all I know. And then you start doing it, and sometimes you can start writing for what you think the audience is gonna like, or what you think the back of the room is gonna like, or whatever. And then eventually you realize that doesn't work and come back to, okay, I'm just gonna write the things that I know about, that I think are funny, that I like. Skip the middle part. Just always write what you know about yourself. I think it's huge if you can really, that's the whole relatable part but just talking about you and your experiences is easier than, not easier, but I think more relatable than being like, here's this big topic or whatever. Yeah. Here's, you know, here's a commentary that you probably already agree with or whatever. Yeah. But if you can give them something that you're like, here's the thing about me, then they're going to be more invested. And you actually get to like make fun of the shit that's going on in your life. And so just always think it's funny always think you're funny if you are doing stuff and you're like i don't like this and i feel like i'm doing it for somebody else then don't do that <laughs> that's and that's like one thing i noticed too when i first met you in seattle was that like a lot of comics like the new thing in comedy man it might not be the new thing maybe it's been on forever is like i'm so depressed i'm gonna go kill myself and like you're not like that at all i'm not like that most people i associate with aren't like that right I think it's just like, it's like the new hack thing, personally. Like, it's like to a point where it's like, yeah. dude, I don't want to fucking hear this anymore. Yeah, like, I think, well, and so that's the thing. Like, I think that's different than being like, hey, here's this thing that I went through that sucked and, or whatever. Then you're, you're telling your experience, maybe making fun of yourself or something like that. But if you're just talking about, 
suicide and, yeah. and stuff like that. You're like, that's not really, one, it's not really giving me an insight into you. For sure. But it's also just, like, sad. And, like, why are you doing that? Yeah, and then, like, the, like, and this is, I always hear, like, different opinions about it's, like, clothing. Like, when people are like, oh, look at me, I dress like a, and then insert joke here. Yeah. And it's like, do you think it's, like, I love self-deprecation. I'm a huge fan of it. You know what I mean? But, like, when it's something where it's, like, it's like that's part of your uniform and part of your jokes. Right. Is it? And again, there's no right way to do this. I'm sure people kill doing it that way, though. But something I notice is like, you could always change the way you look. I you was going to say, yeah, yeah, you chose to put that shirt on. And you can't say, well, I don't have a lot of money because you spend money on those clothes. So, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's, I don't know. It's just, do you ever come across that? It's just interesting when you see it more on the. Well, no, not even, they're more on the mic level, more on like the open yeah, mics probably. you see a lot. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people, I think when you first, and there's some people who have a look that you're like, it needs to be addressed. You know, like not, <laughs> not necessarily what they're wearing, but yeah. it could be distracting or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Something like that. I, who, um, John Novosak, who's hippie man. Okay. He's got like one eye that kind of goes the other way. All right. And so he usually starts out as sets with like, yeah, I know I have a weird ass eye. Like yeah. it just kind of goes, like he says something. So yeah. then you can be like, okay, he knows too. Yeah. And then move on. I right? love that. So sometimes I think it can be just, I don't know if audience members are like, does he know? Does he know that his yeah. eyes Is that a prop eye? Like, yeah, he does fucking know. You know yeah, exactly. Is physical Is comedy? Exactly. That's funny. But I, I don't. Yeah, you're right. It's like, don't make fun of your haircut when you asked for that one. Unless you're bald. That's yeah, well, funny. like, in in here particularly, like, obviously New York being, like, a fashion place, though. But it's weird because, like, currently in fashion, skateboarding is, like, the norm. Girls in thrasher shirts, guys in thrasher shirts. Yeah. Like, coming from a skateboarding background that I have, like, that's where I come from. And it's so weird because now everybody dresses like my friends have forever. <laughs> right, yeah. And I'll see dudes, like, and, and girls, I like, talk about it. And it's just interesting because... The things that you can change seem to be the things that are the least interesting to me. Yeah. You know, like right. I like you said, keep it interesting. Yeah. You know, like Let's I want. Tell me about your alcoholic dad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. I want to hear. Tell me about when you were sad and why. That's tell me funny. about your herpes. Yeah, yeah I want to know that exactly. shit. Exactly, because there's one in four people in that audience that can relate to that. I know? think in New York it's like four and four because there's <laughs> yeah. a really are funny comic at the creek. Yeah, trying to tell me something. No, it's like uh, there's a comic at the creek. Uh, you'll see him. Uh, oh my god, he just has this bit. It's so bad, but he just goes. Uh, I don't know. All these uh, female comics I see every day coming here. Uh, they should stop telling everyone they have herpes because then I don't want to sleep with them. And like, but he's just like this old Italian guy who's not even being comical. He's just being dead serious. But then he like thinks that he would be able to sleep with them. Like, you know, right. and, and, just, and like, it's his choice to be like, I'm not yeah, gonna sleep yeah. with you because you have herpes. Yeah, get that. Like, it's not yeah, it's like, no, the herpes are the, the last chance you're ever gonna <laughs> right. have on that yeah. one too. <laughs> what do you see in terms of like, like LA wise, New York, you've been all over the country. Is there like a certain theme you see in every city you've been in? I mean, you've been all over. Yeah, um, that's a good question. I, as far as the comedy goes. Sure. Besides STDs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a lot of... I don't know. When stuff's going on, the topical things are always the same, which is... I just... I think I naturally steer clear of that same. because yeah. I'm just not that good at it. Yeah, I suck and at I, it. And I, yeah, and I don't like to be divisive. Like, I'm, okay. I, I'm like, you can... I'm actually super fucking liberal, like, really, really liberal. Yeah. But I don't ever say it because, one, I don't want to argue. Two, it's my opinion, not yours. I don't care. Yeah. You know? And... It's just gonna separate everybody. You For know? sure. So that is like you watch people 
just whatever. And, you know, everybody's talking about the election or whatever. Like, that's just, that's the same everywhere. It's like, whatever the big thing is, that's what people are going to be trying to do new jokes about. And you're like, let's just skip this. Bit. You don't even need cable here. That's always something. If you watch a lot of live, like, comedy of it, you're going to know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. But I remember, like, um, like these like really good conversations like Tamara Kutan who like did the album up there that's when I met yeah, you yeah. but like he has like a Trump thing because he's Arab and Egyptian and that's very personal it means a lot to yeah. him though but like I've kind of set off on this course of like it's a big thing to like a big hunk to chew or whatever but like I want things that I'm talking about to be future proof you know what I mean and yeah. the second you put uh, Trump on it you're dating yourself it's yeah. instantly no longer relevant after this election, when he goes back to being a realtor, or whatever the fuck, you right. know what I mean? So exactly. it just well, and but so with Tamer's stuff is that he is telling you about himself in that sense because that that is a different experience for him because he's than Egyptian just saying, and Jewish, yeah, yeah. And than just talking about Donald Trump in general, yeah. You know? and that that's like, why like how that affects how him. he felt. It'd be like people talking about like McCarthy in the '60s to to him, you know? What I mean, it's very right. real, but but then you see it too. It's just. Uh, like my friend uh, is doing a talk show and where I'm from like he does this live talk show it's super fun he like puts a lot of work into it and he just randomly is like hey will you write some jokes for the monologue and they're all topical and so if you like look at the Instagram story I might think it's just me beating my head against my laptop <laughs> trying I'm, I'm just googling like police brutality yeah, like in my town which is terrible. really big there you know it's uh it, it's but it's it's something I'll write it I don't even like the mood I'm in after I'm done because it's like I'm happy to do it for my friend. It's a really fun challenge to do, though. But uh, maybe it's just because I'm a head case. Because I'm like, dude, now I'm just pissed off about this. Like, I know these things have existed. I've been this... I'm, I'm not going to go down that road. But, like, I know that those, those things exist. You know what I mean? And it right. just... To have to dwell on that, I'm like, ah, that's just... There's no truth to that yeah, for me. You just think know? about it. And I just... I think that writing like that and thinking about those things makes you feel very powerless because it's not about you. Yeah. It doesn't... You... It, it's hard for me to read all this stuff and know that however mad it's making me or whatever is not changing what's happening. You know, like, Definitely. how do you, I don't know. There's like nothing, talking about it. maybe there's for certain people, but to me there's nothing like cathartic about writing a joke about like police brutality. Right, or, you well because, yeah, I mean like, I don't know, I've written stuff on like on my website and stuff just about people treating each other better. Yeah. But it, and it's nice, you know, oh, people are like, yeah, this makes sense. And I shared some of my experiences, but it doesn't change. It didn't change anything. Yeah, you know what I sure. mean? Like, it's not, it's just people going, oh, yeah, I did get called a cunt once. But um, <laughs> people going, oh, yeah, I totally agree with that. But then nothing really, because it's, it's so far above us that I that I can't, and it is really frustrating. You're like, and this is. It's interesting, too, because, like, like, obviously we're in bars all the time. And, like, I always think about this, and it's like, one of those, do you ever like write Facebook posts but then delete them? Because, All the time. yeah, you know, I get at least three a day. Yeah, yeah, so, sure. <laughs> especially when I'm mad. But, I'm yeah, like, oh, okay, but I have I this like idea that, like, it's not my idea, I mean, I think it will exist, but like, if you go to the bar in any city in this country, you're gonna find like the strength in the war in the country. Like, like, the people are generally like, okay, I don't agree with your idea, but it's not, it's not like. A disease it's not gonna wear off on me so yeah. let's just agree to disagree right it's totally fine I'm always really interested in other people's perspectives too, yeah. because I don't understand For it sure. so I need a little something right I don't know I got I made the mistake of Twitter fighting with a lot of Trump supporters after the first debate whoa yeah it wasn't like on, I wasn't going out of my way yeah. but Ricky Gervais had tweeted something and I responded to it and then people were like just poured in yeah poured in but it my idea of arguing is always like if you were yelling at me 
then I'm whispering to bring you down. Yeah. Like that's kind of how it works. And so it's the same thing with like Twitter where I'm just like, all right, Dave, Dave, you know that's not true. Let's just, I mean, it's okay. You know, and eventually it's like, the debates aren't for us. I'm already decided, you're already decided. Yeah. Us arguing about it isn't going to change anything. And then, you know, they're like, well, what about the emails? And I'm like, what if I tell you that that doesn't bother me at all? Yeah. Then what? And he's kind of like, I don't know. And at the end, like, I have a saved tweet that's like, that's like, hey, uh, thanks for not calling me names like other Hillary supporters. Like, it was just like, because we ended up just talking about it. And he was yeah. like, yeah, it was, it was cool. And he was kind of like, he brought up, like, PC culture and because yeah. I was a comedian. And he's like, well, yeah, good luck with that. Like, it was just a really weird... He's like, like a nice guy. Yeah, you yeah, like, yeah. can disagree and still not have to be... Fucking kill each other. Yeah, yeah, the most catty. And not everybody's like that. Some people are just super volatile regardless. Yeah. But it was really interesting because I was like, there's probably nothing that we actually agree on. Yeah. But he's like... Yeah, hey, that's nice. You know, like, whatever. I have a friend here in the city that, like, we grew up together. She's actually, like, my prom date, and she's, like, really religious, and she's, like, really cool. And I'm not religious at all, but, like, like I love and care about her. She's, like, one, a good friend. And it's so funny because people are, like, even if I bring my friends, you know, like, we'll go, she's, a, like, a singer here in town, mm-hmm. and we'll go see her shows or whatever, though, and then she'll talk, and, like, you know, she'll insert faith. And, and she's not preachy by any means. But it's interesting because people are like, whoa, Max, like, and I, I'm not even like, a, I don't even use the word atheist, I, I just don't care. It's just not, right. there's so much other cool things to yeah. talk about. And uh, it's funny because like, they'll be like, oh, I didn't know, like, I never really pictured you having, and I'm like, what? Like, that, if it makes you a better person, I'm all for it. Yeah. But yeah, if it, you're it not. Doesn't, yeah, my, my best friend from home is like, on paper, it doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. We are friends, like, yeah. super religious, Richard family. Um, she was a cheerleader and I was like, I was an athlete, I played basketball, yeah. you know, like all this stuff. And it doesn't, we don't need to talk about those For things. Sure. Like we just, we respect each other enough to be like, I know that that's a thing that you like. And I've been to like a couple of events like at the church, but she knows that like, she's not trying to change my mind no, or anything. Yeah, but like she's she just trying to share what she's into. Exactly. With that. Yeah. yeah. It's and like, it's just, uh, I'm not going to like bring her skateboarding at three in the morning in some alley. You right, know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, she doesn't want to do that. Yeah. You can like agree. To, and it's just so interesting here because what I'm seeing a lot, like, especially now, and I just, man, it's, it's so weird how many conversations I've had this week that like this keeps jogging my memory of though. But when people are like, oh, if you vote for Trump, don't even talk to me. It's like, you want to create a culture of tolerance by being intolerant. Right. I, that's impossible. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. And it's, I think it's just, there's, there's extreme people on both sides yeah. that are like that. But then there's other people who like, maybe this stuff doesn't, it's not relevant to you. The stuff that, you know, you're not a woman and you're not, you know, you're not an immigrant and you're not, you know, all these things that we can be upset about. I guess if that's not relevant to you and you just want a tax break or whatever, that's the most relevant thing in this election to you. Okay, I get it. Yeah. We don't need to argue about the other things. And the same thing, like, for me with Hillary, like, if, like, I'm, I'm a woman. Like, there's all these things. I voted for in 2008. I've been around. You yeah. Know? And people are like, well, what about this Benghazi stuff? And I'm like, that literally didn't affect me at all. Yeah. So. Uh, it, I don't like I'm not and they're like how fucking dare you it's <laughs> like, like uh, what is, how, are you there yeah how dare you but yeah I always want to ask is like it's like I have a tough time believing that you knew where Benghazi was before <laughs> right, this conversation exactly. existed right. or even cared or about even it now. yeah <laughs> yeah now for sure out. for like the Aleppo thing is amazing yeah but it's weird when people um when they it's like the ultimate my mom probably shouldn't have told me this when I was younger, though, but she's like, Max, this is like when in like the good old days, when like the, the big debates were like 
politically. Like it was like you know when Bush in the first election, it was like faith in the home. That was like the right. big hot issue. You know yeah. what I mean? Like faith in school. But I remember like my mom going, well, at the very least my vote will cancel out someone's other vote that yeah. I don't like. And that is the ultimate because you're like, dude, you know, you can be the most hardcore staunch Trump supporter, but then if I'm like a moderate Hillary supporter, like we don't matter. And right. like, that's so much harder to digest for the person that's like staunch, you know, supporter yeah. than someone who's very reasonable about well, it. Well, and it's really weird. I mean, with the electoral system, yeah, like, no, right. I vote in Washington still. Yeah. It's gonna go blue. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I could not show up and it's still gonna go blue and so that I think that makes it harder unless you're in kind of a swing state to really be <laughs> that invested in like your voting process unless it's local which half people don't even fucking pay attention to that definitely anyway, so. and I think the, and the people that actually get up and go to the voting polls are not the people that are the loudest on there because I was like talking about this I, we were someone was we were talking about how uh, oh it was during the debates last night I had a show that they pushed back to start after the show and I was talking to someone and she was saying um uh, I can't fucking believe this Trump guy and all this, you know, the, the normal stuff like right. that. And then uh, she's like, who's going to vote for him? And I'm like, well, I'm from where people vote for this guy. Like, yeah. Michigan is like, you know, in Idaho. I mean, all those, like, right. places like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. especially down the road, like, they can talk to these people. Like, they're the ones that are voting for him. And unlike these kids that are at the bar four in the morning, like, going, fucking Hillary killed tonight. Like, yeah. these people are going to wake up and go to the polls in the morning and they're actually going to vote. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's they're the actually going through it. Part of it all is yeah. like, this whole process has been so exhausting and so just i'm so tired of hearing about it but there's only one day that actually matters in this whole yeah. thing and that's the eighth and you gotta like don't argue with people for you know a year and a half and then not actually so much of that occurs make it make a difference like yeah. that, that's this is literally your one chance to count like, yeah do it and yeah so there's going to be so many people that have had arguments that aren't gonna vote yeah so it's like fuck you and it's like we were being in a bar last night too and hillary would say something and like again it's it's t-ball at this point in terms of debate wise if she, as long as she doesn't say racial slur like oh, she's yeah. coming out on top right, right? When i she wanted said, her to say pussy so bad <laughs> since the last one i was like i was like if she does we get a vote tomorrow right yeah, like, that that's would how be, that works that would be but, amazing but she goes right, when they're like all right hillary you play it cool all you want but you know you know they've had the meeting where she's in there and they're like listen he said what? Like, yeah. grab him by the pussy. She's just in there just quoting it, yeah. like, kind of laughing. She's like, well, it's not too bad. That's how Bill got me. It was, like, so crazy that that happened. I love that whole part well, of it where you're like, oh, God, let's just not bring that Yeah, just in. please, can we just be adults for a second? Right. If you had kids right now, would you let them watch that election? Ooh, like, I think it depends on how old they are. Yeah. But, so, before, my day job was, I was the assistant director at a boys and girls club. Oh. For, like, years. Okay. And, uh you can't control what they're watching at home. For sure. So some of those kids will have watched that yeah. and then bring it to school or to club or whatever. So they're all probably going to hear about it regardless. Yeah. And uh, I think, so yeah, I would probably let them watch it and then be like, all right, let's walk through this. Yeah, like, this what is do we take happening. from value? Yeah, what do you think about yeah. that? That kind of thing. I think I was listening to somebody say that they had explained to their kid what that video of him was. And the kid, like, without, you know, whatever, just didn't obviously use all the words, but was just like, oh, he said some things about women that were, you know, that's not good. And the kid was kind of like, oh, well, aren't you supposed to be nice? <laughs> just kills it. Right, yeah. It? And everybody's kind of like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, he doesn't sound very nice. Like, that kind of, like, like, very basic. amazing to take yeah. a child's mind it's and just so totally cut through the issue. That was the best. We were talking about kindergartners, and then the sister was in second grade, right? 
So he's like, oh, do you have a crush on someone to the second grader? And the kindergartner goes, what? What's a crush? And this little girl, Marie, <laughs> what's a crush? And we're like, oh, it's when you like really like someone and maybe like later you want to like date them when you're older. I don't know. Like you're trying to explain yeah. it. And she goes, oh, she goes, I have a crush on Anya. And, everybody, and so, you know, some of the kids are like, oh, that's a girl. And she's like, well, yeah, but she's nice. Like that was you're Aww. like oh yeah you're supposed to like nice people yeah <laughs> it's just it's like a... be yeah it's weird how like that's that old quote that I always butcher but it's like you spend your like you're a perfect artist when you're born you spend your whole life trying to get back to that like yeah because there's no judgment on you exactly. you're just like that they should have just kids be the pundits for this shit like, that that guy's <laughs> not nice the moderator yeah it would be just like hey stop yelling like, like yeah. we don't yell and then just hit a button their time's up and the mic cuts on like yeah. you know just like interrupting and just yes. talking to people oh, it's weird to think that there's people that uh they're like, do you think there's someone right now, like, in their living room that is on the fence? Like, they're like, oh, fuck, I love them both, you know? I don't, I just don't really see how that's possible. Same, I don't But know. I think there's plenty of people, you know, not a huge majority, but plenty of people who are like, I can't bring myself to pick either of them, so I'm either not doing it or I'm going to vote third party or whatever. Um, I just don't know... <laughs> I think if you have even a little bit of like moral regard for other people, I don't know how you can be on the fence towards him. Like yeah. you just he just there's like literally every group of people where he he said something terrible about <laughs> or literally like he just he just reminds me of someone that just thinks they're better than everyone in such a delusional way yeah. that there's no way you can tell him otherwise and that scares me so much like I've met people like that I had a basketball coach in college that was exactly like that where it was like oh you're the definition of crazy because you don't know you're crazy oh wow like, that's, that's the scary kind that's yeah, one of the people that hurt people oh yeah, 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 yeah for sure yeah so it's and it's it's that thing where like sometimes the the best thing about them is also the worst thing about them so he's extremely confident it gets stuff done for him but because of that he's blind to anything else yeah and so you're like okay i just i don't know especially at this point i don't know who's on the fence like yeah. i don't if you're still on the fence you're probably just not gonna vote yeah like it's, I, I always think about this too like when's the last time someone told that guy no like really it's got to have been 30 years. And did it matter? True. You know, like yeah. even if they did say no, he has always had enough money or whatever yeah, to get like, around it. Fuck off, you oh, know. Man. The one thing that like in the tax side too, like business from a business mind, like like what you're saying about like it might, might, make, it might make sense for people like in a business capacity to vote like Republican, right, yeah. which I, like I totally understand. The one thing that, not the one thing, but one of the things I was in, when I was in LA, we were talking about this, uh, where my friend lives in Silver Lake. It's a lot of like single Mexican mothers that live there and they have these kids that will just hang out by the pool and like play with the kids and it's really fun. They're both, uh, you know, Mexican kids. Uh, one is from an illegal family, but like lives are now and is legal. And when I lived in California before, I remember seeing when the INS came in the night and like tried to raid a city, like where I lived, literally the parents ran into the mountains, like harsh California mountains to leave and the kids were left there alone. You know what I mean? And I just think that when you break it down to a humanity level, like, I can't get behind anyone that suggests any idea about any race at all. Yeah, like being, you it's know, just, it's so, like, that's... That's like, that's some, like, 1824 shit. It's too hard for me to wrap my mind yeah. around. Like, you just have to be such a hateful person or literally have nothing else to worry about. Like, I don't yeah. know. So, yeah, I guess if you're, if you're a business owner of the level where 
those tax breaks would matter because small business is not going to help you. For sure. Um, and not like and, a Mitt Romney small business, like an actual small right, business. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, misogynistic and racist, then sure, yes, I could it's see. It's your guy. Yeah, what else, what else is really affecting you, you know, if you don't care about other groups of people and you're rich? Yeah. I don't know. That's good. <laughs> I realize I'm putting it in a box, but it's a... Uh... A box or a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> get in there. All right, well, uh, what, we'll get out of here, but what? Uh, tell us what else you have going on. Do you have any shows coming up while you're here? Uh, well, because wait, you leave Sunday? When does this come out, like now? No, it doesn't. It'll be out. This will be out Tuesday. It comes out every Tuesday. Oh, cool. every Tuesday. Uh, I leave Monday, so... Oh, uh, Sunday night. Then do you have a show Sunday night? Yeah, but at like 8 or something. It's okay, then you got to come to this one at 9.30. I think those guys want oh, yeah? to this one. Yeah, for, cool. for the Bush Affairs. Yeah, yeah, that'd yeah be great. Um, but it's I'm in San Diego next weekend. Um, Ooh, where at? Uh, the Madhouse Comedy Club. Sweet. Yeah, if you're in San Diego, come see me. But, we got um, San Diego listeners. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, sweet. It's like yeah, four people. Come, come <laughs> yeah. see me and, uh, and say hi. Yeah. Uh, but it's monicanevy.com. I have a calendar and all that stuff. Okay. Follow me on Twitter or Instagram or whatever. I usually post where I'm going to be. And then I also have a podcast called The Hug Life, which is huglifepodcast.com, where it's on iTunes or whatever. And it's uh, super fun. Cool. And it's at Monica Nevy? Yep. Everything's just Monica Nevy. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming out here. And uh, you guys can follow me at This Is Max White on Instagram, Twitter, and then the website is thisismaxwhite.com. I have to compete against a toothpaste. For my name, Max White. Cold that's, Oh man, and we talked like, to everyone on our podcast about if they actually got their name or not. Yeah, that's, that's a weird. That's it was it was new. Like it's only probably four years old, and I had at Max White uh, for just like other stuff. This is like pre comedy. Yeah, and it just one day it was gone, and then Colgate had it. Weird. Really weird. They didn't like yeah. buy it from you. No, I didn't get anything for mm-hmm. it. It's like real weird. That's it was, weird. It's been like pre pre-rules I don't know or maybe I just wasn't like cool maybe I didn't check that email (laughs) and I was kind of a shithead back then I have no idea yeah Um, my podcast co-host his the guy who actually has Mike Coletta is uh, like a UFO hunter oh wow yeah that's weird that's I heard that Joe or from Joe Joe Rogan has a realtor named Joe Rogan who has the JoeRogan.com yeah and that's the thing like I have MonicaNevy.com yeah it's great but a ton of people are like you know a comedy or what yeah, you have to like think of this other thing yeah i was like thinking about it and i was like oh, this max white works too <laughs> i don't know it just seems like it works and the, that colgate sons of bitches <laughs> it's it's not even like a popular one anymore yeah fuckers yeah, <laughs> yeah it's not even the, and it's like toothpaste that no one buys in brooklyn because it's not organic so i can't even get like cool off of it no one's gonna know what i'm talking about <laughs> um and then yeah check my website too for i can't say it yet though but next month i'm going somewhere i've never been to do comedy that'll be sweet um yeah so i think i'm gonna announce that next week and then uh thanks for listening and uh appreciate it have a good day yeah max white presents will work